What's up? This is Johnny Chuckles here with another exciting and informative origin stories live. Today I have John Tunnel, if you want to say that, or Tunnel, or Tunnel Vision, or whatever you want to do. He is an actor. He is a musician. He is a game show contestant. He is a remodeler supreme. He is a master of none and a jack of all trades. Ha ha, I mix stuff up all the time. <laughs> But the only way to get my mind from not being mixed up is a, is drink plenty of water. So that's my... It'll, it'll hydrate you. Yes. It will make the 98% of your body even more. Right. To 98.2. Did you know, this is interesting facts, that 70% of the world is covered in water and almost none of that is carbonated, at which point flat earthers might be right. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> And where's my drum world? <laughs> okay, that was because I was a little off-key. Off-key, I say, off-key. As you can tell, I do not use this thing religiously. Oh, that's way better. That's way better. Yeah. Uh, see, I, Pastor John had turned this, uh, this recording area into a podcast room. Well, it's so, beautiful. It looks like the Taj Mahal. Yes, if the Taj Mahal was a closet. Much, much smaller. <laughs> much smaller. <laughs> <laughs> but the catering. Yes. Yes, you, you should sit and look at the ambiance of white walls and upside down pictures. Or is that right side? I don't know. It's, I'm not good with math. No. Nah. But anyways, hey, John. Hey. Let's get back on topic. We're a bunch of ADD people here. And Sounds good. He's just making his noises, open up stuff. and Closing stuff. Closing stuff. And, you know, he's a very busy man. He can't talk too long. He's a very busy man. Very I, got, busy. I got stuff to do, man. Yes. <laughs> I work too much. Ah. <laughs> I don't know what work is because I enjoy every moment of it. Well, they say if you get a job that you love or if you get, choose a career that you love, You'll never work a day in your life. And that's absolutely true because that career is not hiring. Oh, <laughs> uh, you have no experience for that career. Oh, <laughs> uh, indeed. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> All so, right. So you got some questions for me? Well, it's just we'll Or you just want me to ask you questions? You know, it's a reverse podcast. Dun, dun, All right. Tell me the story of your life in one sentence or less. Very empty voided space okay until light came and then what happened to be continued that's a good one that's a good one <laughs> so tell us uh tell us a little bit about yourself all right well like what i do now i build houses and i flip houses and i remodel i'm an actor i have a tv studio i have a tv show called john works too much um, I have a band called Angels Unaware. I have three albums on all streaming platforms. I'm an author. I have six books published on Amazon, Kindle, and Audible. Um, what else do I do? I make t-shirts, but mostly just for myself. Uh, I was nationwide in several things, but I used to own Dream World Music Complex in Arlington. Um, I've done lots and lots of big video, like video mapping and things and toured all over the world and i do a lot of um i don't know i do a lot of traveling and stuff and all that in a nutshell you ought to see the guns on him for flipping houses man <laughs> i've never seen a man flip a house like you his hawkins <laughs> i hide it well <laughs> <laughs> i hide it behind my frail interior <laughs> i look like a like a very scrawny man um 
earlier today, there was a couple kids and, and I was like, wow, you're really strong. Let me see those muscles. And he kind of flexes. And I was like, those are big muscles. And, uh, I was like, I don't have any muscles. And he goes, let me see. And so I flexed and he goes, those are very sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> it's got good bones. It's got good bones. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting way to say it. Very sturdy muscles. So, uh, growing up, uh, since we're talking about kids, mm. growing up as a kid, mm. uh, how was your life? Uh, probably like everybody else's. You know, I, I was, um, my parents met in Paris and they backpacked across Europe and Asia. Um, and they ended up in India where I was conceived. And then I was born out in the woods in Washington state. And then my name when I was born was Sun Elk Shepherd Surefoot, uh, cause hippie parents. And, uh, we moved around a lot. I grew up on hippie communes. I lived in 22 states and I went to 22 schools and I was the new kid a lot. In fourth grade, I got adopted by my mom's third husband. So I got a normal name, John Tunnell. Um, and I got in a lot of fights and then I got into doing drugs and I became a drug dealer and a drug addict and um, a runaway and you know I dropped out of school and then I overdosed and died and got a second chance of life. And then I've been, in July, I'll have 34 years sober now. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You know, it takes, it takes God to really waken you up. That's a true story. You know, you, you died once, um, come back, you know, not, not many people do that. Well, like I said, I think I had a childhood like most people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like most people, like I, I was a zygote and then, <laughs> and then there was more than I was a toddler. Toddler. Yeah. But uh, growing for real, you you grew up at, in 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 a hippie atmosphere, going to communes and communes. Mm-hmm. Was it was it ever like um, like religious or at all? I mean, that's like all the people that are like, I'm so spiritual. And you're like, but are you a Christian? And they're like, No, I'm spiritual. Oh, like new age, <laughs> yeah, that's new it. age stuff. Yeah. So did they 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 rub crystals and stuff. That's the sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually dated a girl that actually rubbed crystals. Mm-hmm. And she goes, this will give you power. And I'm like, okay. I walked around. Were you able to fly after that? No, no. (laughs) I thought I can, like, get power and start working out. I actually uh, sprained my ankle. (laughs) (laughs) So it anti-worked. Anti-worked, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I keep some crystals around just in case I can ever fly. Then I'll be like, oh. Yes. Good thing the crystals were here. But make sure it's not kryptonite because you could be Superman. Maybe that's the problem why I can't fly. Yes, it's the green ones. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch the green ones. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, man, you look like you you have lived a long, you know, long life of uh, adventures after adventures. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, life is an adventure, um, a series of adventures. So, I'm very grateful. You know, I've, I've got a full life, and and um, you know, I, I've been spared from a lot. But then, since then, you know. I'd have been happy being the janitor in heaven. You know, like, you're the lowest dude here. Everybody points and laughs. I'm like, I'm just glad to be here. But it seems like every time I turn around, God goes, I'm going to bless you some more. I'm like, you really don't have to. (laughs) But thank you. Uh, You meant the bass player. (laughs) (laughs) He he rubbed crystals together and got the power of invisibility. (laughs) Uh, you're not supposed to stand like a cardboard, good sir. You're supposed to move around. Like, I Is that a cardboard cutout? No, that's our bass player. 
<laughs> he can only play three notes. He doesn't. He charges more if he has to learn weird stuff like E minor. <laughs> yeah, he can't be a less Claypool. <laughs> Let's Claypool, Claypool. I don't know. It's it's one of the guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a Primus. Good, yeah, good bass player. Yeah, right. Talented. So um, when you when you were when you were at that point when you you died and came back, mm. did you actually see the Holy Spirit or did you just say, hey, you know what? I saw hell. You saw hell. Yeah, it was like the Holy oh. Spirit, but the opposite. <laughs> oh my house, my household growing up. Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe even worse i don't know about that it was enough to straighten me out and that's a me- i was a mess yeah so um what i saw you know i was doing a lot of drugs um i was doing a lot of acid and the acid i was doing i uh, had a lot of strychnine which is rat poison and so they told me if you take more than two hits you're probably gonna die well at first i was like yeah i better be careful and that went out the window real quick and after a while, I was doing four or five hits at a time, four or five times a week. And, um, and this one night, I just took a bunch, and I went to a concert, and I was laughing, having fun. I had a pretty high tolerance. And all of a sudden, I fell back in my chair, and I couldn't move. And uh, for a long time. And I was like, something's not right. Um, and so I tried real hard, and I finally pulled myself up. When I did, I was like, something feels off. And I turned back around and I was still laying in the chair, lifeless. Which is, you know, jarring to say the least. Um, I put my hands over my face and I, my eyeball jumped out of my hand and started twitching around in my hand. I was like, that's not good. And so I shoved that back in my face. And um, to make a long story short, I mean, I wrote a whole book about it and stuff, but um, to make a long story short, basically I realized. Because, you know, a lot of people say your life flashes before your eyes. And I kind of envisioned that being maybe like a movie, like start to finish. And then, you know, you kind of like, and there's your end credits, Um, which I don't know if they're going to be in alphabetical order or like order of appearance or like starring. But either way, there there was no credits. It was just like you kind of pulled up and looked down and went, that's a bird's eye view of your life. Like, yep, sure is. You pretty much failed. I'm like, right <laughs> i did i got an f on everything um and nobody had to tell me i was a bad person like i i knew i was a bad person i chose to be a bad person you know people are like the devil made me do it i'm like he didn't make me do it i chose to do that i chose to do every bad thing um and so i i knew and i, and I was like but i'm 16 years old i'm too young to die i can't i can't be dead already um I can't I don't even believe in hell and yet here I am um and I was surrounded by demons and it was torture and pain and uh and I was like I will do anything to get out of here because I realized like I'll never see another friendly face I'll never smile or have rest or peace or anything like that I'll there all the good things that I took for granted those are all gone now and I'll still be here in a thousand years and a million years and a billion years. And it's never going to get better. And that is not a great thought. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I was like, there's got to be a way I will do anything to get out of here. Like literally I'll, I will do anything. I will, I'll crawl through, you know, like raw sewage for a thousand years to get out of here. If there was hope and light at the end of the tunnel, I'll do literally anything. Um, and I was like, there's got to be a way out. There's got to be some loophole. There's got to be something because 
uh, I don't want to be here forever. But I knew I deserved it, right? That nobody had to tell me I deserved it. Um, and so then I was like, I can't like take a cold shower or you know, drink hot coffee or go to the doctor or anything like that. Like, you're dead in hell. What are you going to do? Um, and so I, uh, I thought long and hard and I was like, I got seconds or maybe minutes to get this right or I'm gone forever. And, um, I was like, my only hope is if there really is a God and if you really will have mercy on me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have mercy on me. Um, and without a thought, I was like, God, I don't know if I believe in you. I don't deserve anything from you, but if you will help me out of this, I'll do anything you want. I will get heavy water from the bottom of the ocean. I'll get moon rocks. I'll get lava from a volcano, whatever you want. I don't know what it is, but you just ask and I'll do it. And, um, real quick, I either sobered up or I was alive again. And I don't really care which it was because God answered my prayer. Um, and immediately I was like, I want to get out of here. I'm going to get my life straight. I didn't. There was a lot more of the story, but but that was a that was a major turning point for me. And uh, when you told someone about this, did people just uh, push it away like a bad trip? Yeah, that's exactly what they said. They said, oh, man, you had a bad trip. You need to get back on that horse and do drugs again. Yeah, and... And people that don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. usually just shrug it off to right. a bad trip or your imagination or, mm -hmm. or just plain old bad luck, you know? Right. Uh, so with, with that, when, when you said you're going, that was the, the turning tide of you, that, mm -hmm. that was you changing, you know, we, we all don't just immediately become this, nope. uh, wearing a suit and tie, just praying <laughs> around and, uh, quoting scriptures as conversations you know right. we fall we fall all the time we just get back up there's a process for sure yeah mm -hmm. and as as soon you know it you know you you always have that time before you die to get right with with the lord mm -hmm. so uh well through that you said that was 16 mm -hmm. years old mm -hmm. and now i'm more than 16 yeah just a little bit i, turn, right. I just turned 50 50 mm -hmm. yeah you're only four years older than me Yes, we look good. Oh, we look great. Yes, I don't know what people when when I saw fifty years old when I was a kid, that person looked like they were on the verge of being a zombie. I know, and like sometimes I'll see people and be like, "Look how old they are! What an ancient person!" I'm like, "Oh, I went to school with them." <laughs> <laughs> He's actually two years younger than me. <laughs> I was out somewhere and I looked and I went, "Man, see those two guys over there? That's us in ten years." And my friend was like, "That's a mirror." I was like, "Darn it." <laughs> Uh, he's also a comedian uh, at story. the uh, at the uh, at the Funny Bone on Fifth and Main. Lots of places. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, doing doing this, turning around. Mm -hmm. um, were you always into music growing up? Yeah, yeah. Um, I started playing guitar when I was twelve, um, and so you know I played a lot of heavy metal back in the day. It was all Metallica and Slayer and Megadeth and. <laughs> all those, you know, Guns N' Roses and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, when I was, when I was 16, I gave up everything. I had it, it, there was more to that story, but then eventually I ended up like getting saved, getting baptized. And then when I did, I was like, I don't need to have all this stuff anymore because, and I was like, I could sell it. It's worth thousands. I mean, I had a very big collection and, uh, 
And I was like, this almost killed me. This poisoned my life. I don't want to sell it to somebody else and make money off that. That doesn't feel right. So I threw it all away. And I had several guitars. And I was like, oh, I love playing music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give this up. But I was like, you know what? If God's got a plan, then I'll just trust him. And I'm, I'm done with this. And I put it down. And, and several months later, my mom got me an acoustic guitar. I was like, I'm only going to use this for God. And I have. And so, you know, I'm very grateful for that. I mean, and I he still has it right behind him. No, that, that one's new. <laughs> I, got, I got two new ones here. I've got, I don't know, 12 or 13. I don't, I don't keep track. I got a lot of guitars. <laughs> hey, a, a guitar, guitars with only one guitar. That's a newbie. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, <laughs> look how shiny and new that is. That's so cute. <laughs> I bought it for $15 off the back of a magazine. Nope. Oh, yeah. That, well, they don't say have magazines anymore. You can buy it. Off the internet, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but to give all that collection away, you know, that, that right there was a big part of your life, the music. Because mm -hmm. I used to listen to all that music, mm -hmm. too. Uh, do you ever still listen to it on? on a yeah. I. <clears throat> sorry. Um, I feel like it doesn't have power over me anymore. You know, when I was younger... I listened to it and I believed it. Whatever, whatever they said, I was like, that's the gospel truth. And I ingested that and it was part of me. And now it's more like, how do you say this? Research, you know, like I want to be able to, Paul says, become all things to all people in the hopes that I might save some. And so if I only listen to Christian contemporary music, then I feel like I'm going to alienate a large part of my crowd. And I minister to people that are drug addicts and <laughs> prostitutes and strippers and they go to jail and all the problems. And if I'm on the same page with them and when they talk about something, I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a good song. You know, it's a little twisted on the lyrics. And they go, what do you mean? I'm like, well, this is what they're talking about. And they go, oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And now that I listen to it, when I used to listen to Testament and, yeah, yeah you know, deicide and all that. And I actually listened to, looked at the lyrics. You're like, oh, said, yikes. oh yeah. Um, yeah. I don't like the hammer smash face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I kind of like my face looking like this unless it improves, yeah. but I highly doubt a hammer to the face when I make some it's, improvement. I've had my face hammered many times and it looks like this. So yeah. You still, it made you younger. Mm. It kept, it, it froze your face in forever. <laughs> Chicks dig scars. <laughs> <laughs> Just not that one on my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so m musically, you know, you, you're, you're also an actor. You have yeah, your yeah. own show. Yeah. Um, what is that show about? It's called John works too much. So that was kind of an accident. I started feeling like, um, our pastor said there are a lot of bad things on the internet and everybody's like, mm, yeah, mm, yeah. And he goes, but you have a powerful tool in your hand. If you use it right. So imagine being a, an apostle, imagine being Paul and you wanted to talk to somebody, you had to like take a boat or walk or get a camel or something and go for weeks or months to get to somebody and be like, oh, oh, Jesus loves you. Right. And he goes, we've got a magic rectangle in our hands and we can talk to anybody in the world in real time. And I can do something once and millions of people can watch the same thing at their convenience. And he's like, you have a powerful tool in your hand. Use it. I was like, he's right. He's right. There's a bunch of bad stuff on the internet. Just don't look at it. Right. Just focus on the good thing. And you have a powerful tool in your hand. And if we're not using that and everybody else is using it for, for bad, well, that's kind of on us. 
right? And so I felt like, and I have a TV studio at my house and stuff, and I felt like I need to do like three to five minute sermons because people can't really sit through. Uh, they can, but they don't really retain as much. If you go, here's the story. Here's the point. Remember this. That's how Jesus spoke in parables, right? And you go, ah, that little thing, that three paragraphs or whatever, that nails it. But I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know what my platform is. And I was doing big video stuff, um, you know, traveling all over corporate, corporate stuff all over the world. And I was making good money. And then one day I was just like, mm, I'm done. Like there was just this, there's, I was doing BlizzCon. It was like a $38 million production. And I was there and this guy was yelling at me on calm for 17 straight hours a day. And I was just like, <laughs> I looked miserable. They were taking pictures of me like, this is what you look like. I'm like, I look that bad. And they go, yeah, man, you're not happy. Um, and, and I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute, I don't have to do this. I, I, I didn't even want to do this in the first place. I looked at my calendars like I got three more shows. I'm going to do this brain surgery convention, these two other shows, and I'm out. I'm going to retire. And they go, okay, whatever. We'll see you next week. And I was like, no, you won't. I'm done. So I retired. And I was like, what am I going to do? But then people needed work. Friends of mine needed work. And I was like, eh. And somebody else needed something done. I'm like, eh, I'll help you out. And I really wasn't even making any money off of it. It was more like, I'll do the work. This is what they're going to cost me. Yeah, I'll help you out. I don't care. I don't need the money. And so I posted pictures of it. Everybody goes, we love your before and after pictures. Take some videos. I'm like, who wants to watch me work? <laughs> like, There's <laughs> much more interesting stuff. I don't want to watch a McDonald's guy grill my burger or whatever. Um, well, you kind of want to, you know, you don't, yeah, I don't, so I don't even people. care. I don't want, there's stuff I don't want to know. <laughs> I just like, no, just serve it to me. And I'll assume you didn't spend it. Um, but it turns out that 92,000 people a day want to see what I'm doing at work, which is crazy to me. Um, and so I just started, you know, I was like, I think my first video, we were doing a porch cover. We'd already added onto this house and we made it, we made a deck and then they wanted a porch cover. And I was like, yep, see right there, we're going to build a porch cover. And I said some nonsense about how we're going to dig holes to China for the post. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. And then we got it done too quick. I mean, it took like not long. It was like, okay, cool. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, darn it, we're already done. And so I pointed up and I said, well, you know, it's been about 28 minutes and we framed the whole thing up. And uh, it helps because I've got a anti-tornado setting on my tape measure. And if you just flip this over here, then it, puts things together really fast, like a tornado tears it apart really fast. And uh, my miter saw has a setting for actually skilled and it helps you to, to, to <laughs> and people were like, that fool just said <laughs> anti-tornado settings on the thing. So then they were like, can you put all the pieces together so we can see like, you know, cause it's scattered. My Facebook is a mess. Um, can you put it together like start to finish on a project? I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I did. And then Abundant TV had something and they said, well, you got to have 28 and a half minute episodes. I'm like, I edit. That's not a problem. And so I did. And now I'm on uh, that's season seven, episode five, I think right now. So, but my first several seasons had way too many episodes. So I think I'm like a hundred and episode 110, 30 minute episodes, something like that. It's yeah. funny. It, it's informative, you know, and, and I say a lot of encouraging things. That's oftentimes I forget all the stuff that I say. So I'll watch them like, where am I going with this? And I'll, I get to the punchline. I'm like, Oh, that's actually pretty funny. You know, I, I'm at like 156 episodes. Are you really? Yeah. Good for you. So, you know, I just keep going and going and going, yeah. you know, I, if I didn't do this, I would just be sitting on the couch, right. Watching movies or harassing my wife. Yeah. Which is pretty much even when I'm not doing this. That's fair. Yeah. But, uh, 
But yeah, you you have grown all this stuff and Mm -hmm. you did encouraging. Do you do scripture? Yeah. So basically my show, I will show you every step of the way how to do something. I think less people care about that. I think they care, but they're like, look, man, I'm not really going to frame a house. (laughs) I'm not really going to put a window in. I just want to see how you do it. Now I'm going to hire you. I had a friend of mine. He said, John's the kind of guy he was explaining to his girlfriend. He goes, John's the kind of guy that makes you want to be a better person. I'm not going to do it, but he makes me want to be a better person. <laughs> Just do it to be a better person. <laughs> it's not that hard. Well, if I watch you do it and you're a better person, does that make me a better person by <laughs> proxy? I think that's the same thing as watching somebody that diets or exercises and then be like, I don't understand why I'm not losing any weight. You're like, you have to apply it. It's um, like, oh, yeah, I'm so tired. My eyes are worked out. Uh, uh, yeah, you can see they got big muscles. I think the girls that wear the big, long, fake eyelashes, do they have big muscles on their eyelids? They uh, have to, right? I think they do that so they can tickle their babies from afar. Yeah, but keep like them they, quiet. I've never seen it because they cover them up with the eyelashes, but I think that's got a flex. They probably have little muscles that come out in their eyelids. Yeah. I don't know. They can, like, break walnuts with Ooh. their eyes. <laughs> that would be horrible. I mean, great. Yeah. I would like to see. See, that would be some of the shows you should put. Get somebody with eyelids that can break. Crunch. One. Yes. I would just make some trickery. So I do a lot of that too, right? I'll uh, I'll pour like blue Powerade into a Windex bottle that I've cleaned thoroughly uh-huh. and pretend like I'm cleaning the windows with the Windex. I'm like, well, you know, whatever. And I'm like, ah, actually, you know, my throat's really dry. And I'll just squirt it in my mouth. And people are like, did you just put Windex in your mouth? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, actually, it's pretty hot out here. And I'll unscrew it and like guzzle the whole thing. Just chug it all. And they're like, dude, you got to tell them that's fake. I'm like, who in their right mind thinks I'm really drinking an entire bottle of Windex? Hey, you have the, you have the people doing the Tide Pod I know, challenge. I know. You have people jumping off building challenge. I, I you know, know. <laughs> people like lemmings. You ever seen that? Remember that game, oh, yeah. lemmings? <laughs> but then I like, I'll pour apple juice inside of a gasoline container and like drink all the apple juice and. Be like, now I'm ready to go. People are like, did you just really drink gas? I'm like, no, man, they will die if you do that. <laughs> I actually, I actually, when I was a kid, I did drink gas and they had to uh, pump my, pump my nose. So yeah. kids be warning, do not drink gas or you'll end up being a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine was on tour. You remember the band embodiment? Do you know them? Yeah. Yeah. So they used to work for me. They're good friends of mine. And uh, they were on the road in Arkansas or something. And they're out playing pool before the show. Some guy goes, man, I don't feel so good. And Jason goes, well, what's the matter? He goes, man, you know, I've been drinking gas. And he goes, what? And he goes, nothing. And he just walks away. <laughs> like, it's perfectly normal to drink gas here. Oh, that's not normal to you. I'm going to leave now. And he just <laughs> walked off. Maybe it's moonshine because people used to put moonshine in their vehicles. Oh, yeah. And they used to fill up the the uh, the fuel tank back in the day. Yeah. And they would drive over there and then. And undo the fuel tank and pour, pour it, it into yeah. jugs. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I know a lot because I used to live in Arkansas. That makes sense. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know, the toothbrush was invented in Arkansas. Yeah. Did you know that? No. Yeah, if it was invented anywhere else, it would be called a toothbrush. <laughs> True facts. <laughs> So um, you got a couple of songs you're going to play for us yeah, today. Sure. Yeah. Um, before we get to that, um, so so how did it all started? Because you do a lot of open mics. Yeah, I do a lot. And that's yeah. where we met, mm-hmm. actually, the first time we ever actually met. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did you just start, like, 
recently or was it like maybe so, a few years ago? I used to own a music venue, um, Dream World. And so I opened that in 2000. And we had about, I don't know, 5,000 bands come through there. A lot of big bands. It was a thousand seat venue. Uh, and then 23 band rehearsal rooms and a recording studio. Um, and so I played there a lot. And then I recorded albums. And then, you know, I got busy. I was on the road a lot. And then I was like, somebody said, oh, you ought to write a book. And I'm like, all right, you know, or publish your book because your testimony is pretty powerful. I'm like, okay. And that was about the time that Amazon was like, you want to publish a book? It's easy. And I was like, so you just type a bunch of words and then put a cover on it? And they're like, yep. Which is really just a remix of the dictionary. I mean, it's just a different combination of the same 26 letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just all sporadically. <laughs> like a monkey with a typewriter could have probably done better. Um, and so I did that. And then I had some other movie scripts I'd written. And it, it's hard to get people to read a movie script. But it's easier to have them read a book. And so I was just like, I'll publish these too. And so that yeah, I had to rewrite them, but, uh, I did that. And then, <clears throat> then I was like, I've got all this music I've written. I'll record some of it. And then I did. And then, you know, distro kid and Spotify and Pandora, all the things I was just like, hmm, I'll put them up there. And so I did. And then people were like, you playing anywhere? I was like, I don't know. And they said, will you come play at this? That's usually how it works. Somebody says, will you come do this thing? I'm like, yeah, I'll come. And I do. And then somebody else goes, Ooh, we like you. Will you come out and do this other thing? I'm like, yeah, I'll come out there. And then somebody else goes, will you come out and do this thing? And then it kind of escalates up. And you know, there's, there's a lot of weeks where I'll play every night and twice on Sunday, like literally plus do all the other things I do. Yeah. So you, you own dream world mm -hmm. over there off of division. Yep. Okay. I yep. had uh when I was in the secular business, the mm -hmm. record label, I had a record label called signal one mm -hmm. and we had a couple of bands play over there who was it it uh man you're making Par uh, parallax view yeah i remember them yeah and um oh come on my mind just went blank see this is what happens because i was back in early 2000 early i was 2000. like 23 mm -hmm. 24 yeah around that time so uh we were trying to get our name out there yeah it's tough the music industry is hard yeah right you're either gonna be dead broke or filthy rich yeah, and, and it's even harder when you're labeled Christian. It's a challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. Um, I just don't shy away from it. You know, people go, aren't you afraid of what people are going to think? I'm like, no, I'm afraid of what God thinks. I live for an audience of one, and that's it. And I don't care. Like, I don't care if I make money or don't make money or anything. I don't care what anybody thinks. I see people like, man, you just get up there and say it and get down. I'm like, yeah, because it's the truth. And so I just say it. And and I pray before I get there, right? I, I'm like, God, put the people here that need to be here, that need to hear this, and open their ears when the time's right, and let them hear the message that you've got for them. And, you know, speak through me in spite of me. Um, and I get there and I play. And sometimes open mics is usually two or three songs. Um, but I stay till the end because a lot of people will, like, play and then leave. And I think that that's rude. I understand if you've got a busy schedule, but I have a busy schedule and I stay because <clears throat> part of it's meeting people and talking to people and all that and seeing other talent. I mean, there's a lot of talented people and sometimes you go and you're like, oh, I'm clapping because it's good. And sometimes you go and you clap because it's over. Um, <laughs> and that's the truth. Yeah, right? That was me. My first time I ever went out singing, people were clapping. I was like, it's amazing. No, you're just getting off. <laughs> it's just the fact that you're, you're finally done. You're, you're finally done. <laughs> yeah. The torture is, is over. I love that last song you do. Oh, you know my set? No, it's just the fact that it's the last song. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just wish life was had a fast forward button. <laughs> I know. Like a two times, four times, six times. Um, yeah, and so almost every single time I play, somebody will come up to me afterwards and be like, hey. And they'll at first, it'll be very kind of standoffish, like, you know, are you real? And then I let them know, like, hey, it's safe. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they touch me, like, I want to put my fingers in the nail holes. Um and they want to make sure that it's safe and, and I let them know, you know, like, Hey, you can say pretty much anything to me. You're not going to offend me. I want you to be the way that you normally are. And then they they start talking like, Hey, I'm dealing with this and this and this. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And by the time it's done, they're usually crying and, and saying, you know, I need to get my life right. And I'm like, well then good, let's do that. All right. And, and I've got an open invitation. If anybody comes to my church, I'm like, I'll take you out to lunch afterwards. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. And really nothing's off limits. You know, that you're not going to shock me. What church do you go to? I go to Grace Community Church in Arlington. Oh, okay. It's um, Barden Road between Cooper and Matlock. Yeah. And, um, uh, Chris Carter goes there. He does the uh, – He's he works in the, the children's – he doesn't really work there. He plays the, the guitar. That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. You know, it's it's not a nominational and um, – um, we believe strongly in missions, so we support missionaries and Bible translators in, I think, 57 countries or something like that. And we send people out for missions literally every week. I'm Once I leave here, I'm going to go buy tickets to go to Japan. Um, and I've been on a lot of mission trips myself. But we also see Arlington, Texas, and our home as just as much a mission field as over there. Because when you go, have you been on mission trips before? No, I haven't. I, I've been, I wanted to, but mm. I'm always, life just always caught up with me and money. Yeah. And, right, yeah. yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a unique situation where I can pretty much do whatever I want to do. And that's nice. Um, but when you go somewhere else, you know, you go to Africa and you're like, wow, it's Africa. And they're just kind of like, same old stuff, different day. Like, no, man, like you live in Africa. They're like, you live in America. <laughs> right, like, that's a big deal. You're like, oh, I guess it is to you. And then it, it makes you want to just appreciate what you have here, right? Which a lot of people don't do. A lot of people yeah. don't appreciate where they're at. Um, and so I do. I, it, and I appreciate wherever that may be that I'm at. If I'm in another country or if I'm in another continent or whatever, another state, it's probably for you. If that's for me, just tell them I'm not here. Um, <laughs> man, I wish I had people that call me and said they love me. Oh, that, that's, uh, <laughs> that was my wife. I told her I was doing an interview. I had to do it later, but I'll, I'll call her later. I'll All call right. Her later. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so, but yeah, doing the mission, going on missions, it's, mm -hmm. to me, it, it makes you closer to other people. It makes you understand more of culture and more of, uh, it uh, makes your world bigger. Yeah. Right. And it becomes difficult to be racist it becomes difficult to be um hateful and judgy of other people when you see how they really live and you go man they got they got a hard thing right like i think if everybody in the world just took their mask off and put it in the middle of the room and they put all their problems in the middle of the room and you could lay yours down too and then you could like pick anybody else's problems in the world and leave yours behind I think if we looked in the middle of the room, we'd look around. Everybody has a story that will break your heart if you listen. And you look around and go, you know what? I'm sorry I ever said anything. I'm going to take my problems back and never complain again. I got it pretty good. But if you if you put your problems in the middle of the table, you find out there's people that have the same problems you have. Everybody. We're all dealing with the same thing. Right? Yeah. We're all doing. I, I remember I had a guy that was working for me a long time ago, like in the 90s. 
and he was talking about his problems and they were about $10 worth of problems to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and in my young naive mind, I was like, Oh, I'm going to make you feel better. Look, I've got about a hundred thousand dollars worth of problems, right? Like you think you got it bad look at my problems. And he goes, John, we're both dealing with the same thing. You just got three more zeros behind it. I'm like, you're right. You're exactly right. And I am capable of dealing with the extra three zeros and you're not right now, but that may change. And I'm sorry. You're right. It's not a competition. You got problems. I got problems. You know, we're all heartbroken and we're all making the best of it. Or you can ask Vanilla Ice because if you got a problem, he can. Oh, <laughs> eels all. Yeah, check out the hook walls. <laughs> DJ revolves it. <laughs> well, speaking of music, all yeah. right. So we're going to go into a quick break. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going. Speaking of churches, mm -hmm. we have a nice commercial about Covenant Life coming Ooh. up. So everybody enjoy that while we get ready for some live music. Awesome. Here on the Johnny Tacos Origin Stories. Hey guys, I got a question. Do you love it when your house or your office or your car smells like it's a fresh autumn daisy or a nice little cherry smell or new car smell or something that, that just knocks your breath away and say, wow, this is awesome. You know, uh, I have the right person for you. I'm Johnny Tacos, and I want to tell you about Sweet Smells by Amanda. Sweet Smells is an authorized Scentsy dealer. They deal with items such as their warmers. You know, uh, what it is, it's a wax um, square. comes in a little package full of, uh, like, I believe 12. And you put them in the, in the warmer, and and it uses the heat from a light bulb instead of actual uh fire hazards such as you know uh, a, a lidded candle um also what sensi has and i didn't know about this is that sensi has sensi buddies which they are like little animals that have different smells in them and it's good for uh sleep time for the children or you know when you want to put something on the bed and you can lay down and you can smell it uh, right by you. I actually have a baby Yoda one um, that smells so good. And I had it for like a year or something. Uh, my wife gave it to me and it just smells so awesome. Um, also you have uh, bathroom air fresheners, you know, when you don't want people to know when you go, uh, laundry soap, which is another thing I did not know that since he does, they have laundry soap that um, it goes a long way with like maybe one or two small pumps. So um, you, your clothes will be cleaner and uh, more cost effective. So uh, if you have like, you know, dogs or children that just come around and play in the unforgiving Texas sun for God knows how long. And when they come in, they smell a little ripe or. Maybe they played in the landfill uh, that time. Um, you want something to battle that. And the, the, good the good people at Sweet Smells by Amanda are eager, eager to help you, relieve you of the odors with awesome smells. 
You can visit her on Facebook under Sweet Smells by Amanda. Welcome back. You know you've been waiting to hear some music. And I have John Tunnell here to play a couple of songs to make you happy and to get you closer to God. And and no more of me talking, so that's even better. So, all right, take it away, John. All right, here we go. That's like the first, that's like the perfect first song to get, to get you ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Now I'm ready. Now you're ready. All right. And what, what was that song called? So we can let the, that is called no one left. And my band, if you're looking for it anywhere is angels unaware, not angels underwear, but angels unaware, which comes from a scripture that says, be careful to be kind to strangers because in doing so, some have entertained angels unaware. In other words, be nice to people. Yes. And. Don't say that John said scripture was about angels' underwear. Don't either. say that. Yeah, that's a misquote. 
because some of our some of our listeners they they get selective hearing and they hear underwear and angels and they go did you hear what on johnny tacos john Tornell said angels underwear was in the scripture i'll try to look for it and then they'll find like 50 million of them yeah. scriptures and then they'll look it up and be like oh this is mormonism i'm like darn it <laughs> man i'm having a good time with oh, you yeah. man yeah, uh, sure. what's the next song um the next song is called crushed all right yeah. here it is
that's the sound of one hand clapping. Yeah. And the crowd goes mild. And the crowd. Oh, I think I have a crowd thing here. Let's see what you got. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Cleveland. Oh. I told him. I was, I was like the uh, communist. Yeah, no. Nothing. I know nothing. I was doing a commercial, and they are like, we want you to make a hammer and sickle shirt. And I was like, all right, but can I say communism? It'll work this time. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have a big shirt that says communism. It'll work this time. Like I had a huge following back then. <laughs> yeah, right. So to me, the the music just it it just reminds me of back in the like the mid nineties, mm-hmm. uh, like almost to the two thousands. How Collective Soul. Oh, I love Collective Soul. And you know the yeah. how you how you're playing the guitar. I'm watching you. He only knows two chords, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's basically one. Yeah. Okay. Well, he does the other one for ambiance, but uh, but yeah. To me, when I was listening to it, it sounded like something that uh, collective collective soul would sing, or maybe some yeah. Third Eye Blind. Yeah, yeah. To me, that and, they were copying me. Oh yeah, <laughs> because you're a little bit older than them. Oh yeah, clearly. just a, just a little bit. But all right, what's the next song called? The next song is called "I Will Run with Horses," and we have time to explain it or no? Yeah, yeah, we got time. Uh, basically what happened was all the, Oh, try to get closer. Um, what happened was I found out that my wife was cheating on me. I lost my wife. I lost my kids. Um, I met my dad for the first time in my life and the cops raided my music venue all on the same day. Um, and then, um, nine 11 happened and then, uh, somebody got in a car wreck right in front of my place. And then I, I, was the first one there. I ran up and I was like, "Oh, that girl's dead," but she wasn't. Um, and so, I um, she would she got care flighted out and then had a had a, she was in a coma for three months and it was hard. It was a hard time. And my wife, I came home and she'd clean out the house and clean out my bank account. And uh, she was leaving with the kids, and so they were screaming and crying for me, and I was trying to reach out to them, but then. Um, she ran over my foot and had to leave real quick. And so I, I went inside and I was like, I got to play a show tonight. So I need to suck it up and get clean. And I was in the shower and then it hit me like, this is too much. It's any one of these things would have been too much, but all of them together is a lot. And I was like, I'm done. I got nothing else to give. I'm not going to kill myself, but I'd sure appreciate it if you took me out. <clears throat> and, um, then I remembered the scripture that said, if you're worn out, tired, and weak when you race against mere men, then how will you ever run with horses? And uh, I was like, okay, well, then I'll run with horses, and I'll live the rest of my life on borrowed time because I was done here. And I will do miracles and turn the other cheek and walk the extra mile and be what you want me to be. So then I wrote this song. <laughs> Tired and weak when you run with men. How then shall you run with horses? And if you stumble and fall when you are safe at home, how then shall you stand, my son, when you are all alone? How can you continue in sin and still condemn your brother? And how can you have a beam in your eye, see the speck in another? I will stay true, I will stand, I will run with 
with horses I will believe I will not fall By your grace I stand With my Lord I can do all things I will run with horses Even to death I carry my cross I will fly with angels Born a hero, songs about him they do not sing till he does something great, until he is amazing. The man stood strong, the man stood tall, against falling lies he had hold. I will stay true, I will stand, I will run with horses. I will not fall By your grace I stand With my Lord I can do all things I will run with horses To death I carry my cross I will fly with angels Even to death I carry my cross I will walk with Jesus Thank you, Detroit, Michigan. Thank you. Good night, Doc Hotnet. <laughs> <laughs> that song right there, that that's like a like an anthem to all the ones that are just sitting around and they're feeling sorry for themselves. Yeah, true story. And you know, you you're going around, you you're going through this part, you're thinking I'm sorry. everything is just falling apart. Yep. Your life is in shambles, mm -hmm. you know. I lived that. I had that moment too. You had that moment, I, and I know a lot of my listeners had that moment as well. But that song right there is just, you know what? How are you just gonna just sit there and take it? Right. You got to get up and you got to run. You got to dust yourself off. Mm -hmm. These things happen. These are just seasons. Yep. Yeah. This wasn't written just for you. 
Yeah, even though it felt like it was written just for me. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't mean the song. I mean, like, this this tragedy of your life that people think, like, man, I'm the only one. You're like, you're not. You know how people, people get cheated on? You know how people overdose on drugs and there's injustice and they lose everything and <laughs> they're homeless? You know I mean? That's a lot. Yeah. Millions, you know. There's a ticker that just goes... It gives a fan. And and you just you don't know when your life is going to go, and why would you just sit and waste your time don't thinking di- about the past? Don't die before you're dead. Yeah. Right. And another thing our pastor said last week was, don't trip over what's behind you. Right? You could be a victim one time, or you can choose to be a victim for the rest of your life. Yeah, and you can also choose to, uh, you know, carry your burden, but also... It's okay to have other people help you with your burden. That's all the Galatians. Yeah, and bring it to the cross, right? Like, lay it down and put it down. A lot of times I'll tell people, like, bring it to Jesus and let it go. And they go, I can't let it go. (laughs) Then there's your problem. Yeah, because us as human beings, mm -hmm. we we like to fester mm -hmm. on problems. Because we're, us, well, men generally are are known as problem solvers. And we have to fix. And if there's something that we can't fix. It eats at us. Yeah. Right. And to a point where you either drive yourself crazy or to drink. Sure. Yeah. And now I got in the habit as a joke of saying, I forgive you for every little thing. Right. If somebody bumped into me like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm like, I forgive you. Like immediately because I thought it was funny. <laughs> and. Then I just got in the habit of doing it to the point where people would comment on it and they'd be like, I know you forgive me. And then they would say it. But then somebody did something that really was bad. And I mean, it was a bad thing. And they said, look, man, I'm sorry. And my knee jerk reaction was, I forgive you. And then I thought in my head, should I punish them a little bit more first? <laughs> right? Should I like draw this out and make sure they really are sorry? I'm like, no, man, it's a, it's a bad habit. It's a good habit to just go, look, I forgive you. I'm moving on and I've forgotten about it. Yeah, because... Um, and I keep telling this to people. It's like forgiveness is not just, it's not for them. Right. You know, you can forgive somebody without even actually forgiving them in person. You can. The forgiveness is, is to help you get that burden off your chest. And, you know, and what, what did God say? Um, how can I forgive you if you can't forgive? That's an important thing. Yeah. And not enough people talk about that. If I want forgiveness, and I desperately need forgiveness, I have to forgive. And if I want mercy, and I desperately need mercy, I have to be merciful. And if I want love, and if I want friendship, I have to show love and friendship. I have to be a friend. And a lot of people are like, well, blah, 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 you don't understand what they did to me. I'm like, do you understand what you did to God? Do you understand that? We nailed him to that tree. We were a part of that. That's the reason why he had to do it was because of us. So whatever the petty thing is that your barista didn't give you enough squirts of hazelnut in your coffee or whatever, like get over it. Yeah. Because you, you only live once and you try to, you try to be live by example. Mm -hmm. You know, your children, uh, they look up to you and they're, they're, they're sponges. Mm -hmm. And if they see you going yelling and cussing and dropping all kinds of words, what's Mm going to happen to them? They'll be the same thing. They'll be the same way. And then you have that generational sin of, of anger and hate Mm -hmm. and, and they won't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. They'll just think that's how you live. Yeah. Because mama did it. mm -hmm. Daddy did it. So why, why can't I? And you'll see them a lot of times too. Like the parents will smoke in front of their kids and then say, (laughs) 
don't smoke kids is bad for you. And then the kids grow up and they look at their kids and they go, don't smoke kids. It's bad for you. And then their kids and it yeah. passes on. Right. But nobody actually doesn't smoke. But then if you just don't smoke, then your kids are like, why would I want to do that? It's gross. Yeah. And, right. and it just, you, you have to know when to stop it. Mm-hmm. And you have to be the one to stop today. Right. Not tomorrow. I'll, I'll, do, I'll stop. I'll stop tomorrow. If you wait till tomorrow, it may never come. Yep. Yeah. That's a good Garth Brooks song. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar. I did a show for him. He was nice. Yeah. Yeah, he was nice. I I thought he was my neighbor Gary when he walked on stage. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait. He started singing. I was like, oh, that's Garth Brooks. Never mind. Hey, <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the seating is over there. <laughs> no, he was. I mean, he was nice. He goes, my wife thinks I'm fishing. I'm supposed to be retired. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's a he. What I've heard and listened and and all the interview, he was he was he's a good dude. He's not, yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. So, all right. Well, speaking of nice guy, thank you so much oh, for man, being on the show. It was fun. Yeah, it's better. We we laughed, we cried, we snorted, mm-hmm. we uh, tapped on, we played. You know, well, you played a couple of chords. I, let's. I'm gonna give you full credit. You were playing, and I was just singing along. Yes, I I am Richie Sambora. <laughs> Cause that that kind of reminded me like of Bon Jovi's oh, song. Oh yeah, yeah, one of their live. Yeah, yeah. Because he does was, well string on that. Amazing song. Yeah, and he's an amazing person too. Mm-hmm. So, but, but yeah, that that was really me. Um, I don't like. I like to be in the shadows. Very humble. Then then I should have been the bass player. Can I just brag to you about my humility? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, brag. Brag away. <laughs> I'm so humble. <laughs> I I uh, I cook the the best food and I spit it out and <laughs> make it sound like it don't taste good because that's how humble I am. That's how humble I am and kind and kind. <laughs> I shake your hand after I tripped you. <laughs> that's how kind I am. I take pictures when I give you money. <laughs> Post it on social media. <laughs> uh, this is what I did TikTok. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so cringy. Yeah. I, I just I can't watch those no. when they when they go around. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm gonna give a bum a hundred dollars. Yeah, you're supposed to do your, your right hand. What's no. your left hand? Yeah, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Yeah, and, it's one of those. I get yeah. dyslexic in Bible verse. It happens. It happens. You know how Goliath defeated David. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> he would have if he didn't have God on his side. Yep, that's true. But I, really, truthfully, I want to thank you from the bottom yeah. of my heart taking your time because you are a busy man. That's true. You're a man of many hats, even That's though you're not wearing a hat. I wear a hat. Yeah. Um, and I just want to thank all the new listeners. If you happen to come upon here thinking this is a Food Network show learning how to make the best tacos in Texas. Then you're right. Yes. Yes, you're right. Just You, you accidentally fast forward too much. You have to go back. Yeah. Go back. No. But I hate to disappoint because if if I would teach you the best tacos, then I couldn't be the taco man. Right. No, he's right. But but the, the one edification you get, you get a you get a big edification from Jesus Christ through the testimonies True. of my guests and my constant babbling. Well, and I love hearing stories. I love hearing what God did for people. Because it's a testimony. It's in the Psalms. It's a it's a um, heritage. Yep. Of uh, your your testimony is a heritage to to show how good God is. And you know, a long time ago, somebody said, 
everybody's afraid to like give their testimony or to, to be a witness. They don't know how to do it. And he goes, if you were called into court to be a witness and give your testimony, you're not the prosecutor. You're not the judge. You're not the jury. You're just there to tell what you saw and what you heard. And that's it. That's your testimony as a witness. And so you don't have to know everything about the Bible. It helps. <laughs> but but um, it's more important that you just say, look, I don't know anything. What I do know is I was blind and now I see. Right? What I do know is that when I met Jesus, he did this for me. And people go, hmm, that's real. Yeah. And, and all you got to do is say, I'm a new creation. Yep. And you look at the old me and the new me, and you're like, that's not the same person. Yeah, that's what my one of my friends I went to school with, uh, my wife does her hair. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I'm, I'm looking at Johnny's uh, Facebook, his Instagram and all that. This is not the Johnny I grew, went to high school with. Right. I'm like, she goes, you wouldn't like the Johnny that, that went to high school with. <laughs> no. And she, was, she came up to me after this and said, so what Johnny were you back in high school? Yeah. I go, you don't want to know. I was a jerk. But you don't know. You don't want to know. <laughs> no, you don't. So, uh, what is it? Uh, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yeah, but if that's true, then why aren't more people happy? Yeah, that is true. I mean, look around. Because people like to air out their dirty laundry everywhere. So. Yeah. But uh, to all the diehard listeners, you know who you are. I know who you are. You know that I know that you know I know you are. I don't know who you are. Yes, John doesn't know who you are, but he will know. I'd like to know you. Because I have a specific set of skills. Yeah. And that is my social media. Thank you all for liking, sharing. Um, You know, we're almost to a, a good point into following. So if you have a... Brother, sister, cousin, aunt, uncle, that stranger that keeps peeking out your window. Uh, you know, anybody needs Jesus. Oh, yeah. And uh, through my ministry, I hope I'm spreading his word uh, through my jokes and all that. So uh, just uh, share share this podcast around. I want to get as many people. I'm not looking for a million dollars. I'm just looking to help God build the it, kingdom. It's important. And I think if you do, that then people are starving right now spiritually starving and so if you just honest then people i mean my tiktok is blown up actually my facebook my TikTok, all of that is blown up and you remember he's the king of humble well i'm just saying like i'm shocked by it and i'm just like that many people want to you know i i made a video that's like nine minutes long on tiktok and it's got almost six hundred thousand views right now wow yeah i think i got like 1500 but it's growing it's <laughs> you'll, growing you'll get you'll get it's there. growing i finally got today tiktok finally sent me the thing like you want to go pro and we'll pay you i was like yeah which is cool that's cool yeah. i must follow you um john works too much yes john works too much apostle john works too much <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah uh just thank you so much for everything oh um open mic life open mic is starting july 3rd june 3rd june 3rd oh see i don't i'm getting my mind all mixed up because i work too much i'm double booked that day i'm double i'm playing christian dfw christian open mic early and i'm coming straight over here and playing here later yeah so so and you'll listen to the fine vocals of john tornell it's better live yes Yes, it is. If you can watch him play the guitar, it looks like he's doing, throwing up gang signs. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. I thought he was trying to uh, start a fight with a rival gang. I was looking behind me, and it was just the soundproofing. I was like, wow, you got a problem with my soundproofing. Yeah. 
But anyways, I, again, I want to thank y'all. Y'all are the, the sour cream on the Taco Supreme. Without you, I'd just be talking to the wall, and that would give my wife enough ammunition to put me away in Terrell forever. You don't need that. You're better than that. Yes, I am better than that because that's what it says on his shirt. Oh, it does say you're better than that on my shirt. There's and a you, picture of me. It, it look, you look like the dude from uh, Superman 2. <laughs> You're Zod. I, for, I forgot that I got a picture of myself <laughs> on my shirt. Can I brag about my humility? Yes, he's a very uh, human person. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, uh, you want to take us out in prayer? Sure. Yeah. God, um, I know that there's people out there right now that need you, that are making excuses. And I just pray you take the excuses away, that you would heal their hearts that you would let them know that you love them, that you would wrap them in your in your arms, that you would forgive them and let them know that they're forgiven. Lead them to a good church. Lead them to good people that can help them out and um, and do amazing things in these people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And just real fast, I was thinking when Apostle Paul walked that far away just to say Jesus loves you, <laughs> he was playing, I would walk 500 miles <laughs> and I would walk... 500 more. Keep that in your mind. That's going to be blowing in your head for the till the next episode of the Johnny Tacos origin stories. Don't have yourself a good day. No good, sir. Have yourself a great day. I'm out. This is the Johnny Tacos podcast.